Being a chef means keeping your cool in the kitchen. And with Resi Priority Notify and Global Dining Access through my Amex Platinum card, right this way, it's nice to try someone else's food for a change. That's the powerful backing of American Express. Terms apply. Learn more at americanexpress.com slash with Amex. Enjoy all your favorite sports like never before at BetMGM. Signing up and playing is so easy. Simply sign up using code Buckeye and receive up to $1,500 back in bonus bets if you don't win your first bet. When you register with BetMGM, you can get instant access to a variety of parlay selection features, live betting options, and the best daily promotions in the business. And with BetMGM at your fingertips, every play and every game matter more than ever. Place your money line, prop, and parlay bets with the king of sports books today. Sign up using code Buckeye and receive up to $1,500 back in bonus bets. If you don't win your first bet. That's right, up to $1,500. Again, sign up using code Buckeye and receive up to $1,500 back in bonus bets if you don't win your first bet. BetMGM and GameSense remind you to play responsibly. 21 plus in President Ohio, subject to eligibility requirements. Rewards are non-withdrawable bonus bets that expire in seven days. Gambling problem? Call 1-800-GAMBLER in partnership with MGM Northfield Park. That's 1-800-GAMBLER. As you may have realized, I watch a lot of sports. That's why I like Prime Video. It has all my sports in one app, like the National Women's Soccer League, included with Prime. Plus, you can buy Premier Boxing or stream the NHL and NBA playoffs on Max with the Bleacher Report Sports add-on or add Paramount Plus for the Masters on CBS. Prime Video. It's all your favorite sports in one place. Restrictions apply. Prime membership required for add-on subscriptions. See Amazon.com slash Amazon Prime for details. You are listening to The Dan Patrick Show on Fox Sports Radio. We'll get some phone calls coming up. 877-3DP-SHOW. Email address dp at danpatrick.com. Twitter handle at dpshow. Once again, good morning to those watching on Peacock, our streaming partner and our radio affiliates around the country, numbering nearly 400 cities. Chase Daniel, recently retired NFL quarterback, and uh, he has his own show. It's the Chase Daniel Show on YouTube, the YouTube channel. Thanks for joining us, Chase. Let's uh, look at the state of these two teams last night going forward. Let me look at the Vikings at their quarterbacking position and then the Bears situation at their quarterbacking position. What would you do if you're the Vikings at that position? Well, I mean, I think you got to keep going with Josh Dobbs. I mean, if you actually look at what he's brought to the table, he's only been there 28 days. And, yes, he threw four interceptions, a four-piece. I hate throwing two interceptions. The fact that you threw four lists and two were tipped, it happens. But, um, you know, Kevin O'Connell's comments after the game were telling. We're going to evaluate the position. They're on bye week. They got Jaron Hall. They got Nick Mullins. Okay. Josh Jobs had that magic. It looks like it's run out a little bit, and it doesn't look like he's making bad decisions. He's still learning the concepts of the offense. Um, but I do like Nick Mullins, and I think they had Nick Mullins as a backup for a reason. So I wouldn't be surprised if he gets a shot to to do um, what he does, and that's just throw for a lot of yards. You look at, like, the first 12 games of his career or 14 games, whatever it is, he's thrown for the most yards almost than anyone in NFL history. So he's got the talent to do it. That roster's really good. You get just Jordan Jefferson back, um, JJ. So it just it's going to be interesting to see what they do. They're still in a really good spot for a, for a wild card, but we'll see what happens. But would you keep Kirk Cousins? Like, let's look at next season. You know, that's that's difficult. That's difficult. I, I think that 
the way it's trending and what I've heard, I think that Kevin O'Connell and Kirk Cousins um, have meshed pretty well together and that they are both open to a return. Kirk will get some guaranteed contract again, and we'll all on Twitter go crazy like, oh, my gosh, he just keeps getting all this money. Um, <laughs> it's it's insane. But I do think that um, but is it's going to be okay, an interesting Where does he decision. rank, Chase? Where, like, is he good, very good, potentially great? Give me a label for Kirk Cousins. Uh, you know, from a quarterbacking perspective. Yeah, I think he's very good. I think that, that his scheme that he runs, the receivers that they've with Jordan Addison and J.J., all of them above, he needs a good supporting cast. I don't think he's a guy that can, um, without a really good supporting cast around you, go out and win you ball games, uh game after game. Okay. I do love the way he plays. He's getting older, right? That's the biggest thing. He's 35. But if you actually, if you watch, yeah, I mean, look, dude, I'm 38. I, I was playing for a while, too. And, and that's that's usually what time, like the middle of the career, Tom House. Okay, Tom House, the guru of throwing, Tom Brady, Drew Brees, all this. He said like the best years of a quarterback's life are in his 30s. So he's still got some gas in him. But it's going to be interesting to see how it happens and what they're going to do. If that's the thing, like you got to look out there at the state of the union of the NFL and quarterbacking. It's impossible to find 32 starters that are worth their penny. So Kirk definitely is one of those. So if you're going to move on from them, you have to say to yourself, man, we have a really good plan uh, ahead. If you want to go with a rookie, you know, I don't know if they're going to draft really high. So it's going to be interesting. I wouldn't be surprised if he ends back up there in Minnesota. Yeah, I wouldn't either. I know that uh, Kevin O'Connell really likes him. Uh, and and But it depends on how much he's going to cost, which leads me to yeah. now with Justin Fields. Right now, you can keep him because he doesn't cost you. Then he's going to cost you, and then you have to decide, is that a franchise quarterback? I'm going to make you the Bears GM right now. What are you going to do this offseason at the quarterbacking position? Well, right now, they draft one in four if the season ended today. And if the season ended today, I would absolutely say let Justin roll another year or two. I don't. I think you pass on a Caleb Williams or a Drake May. I think, in my opinion, and this is going to be a little bit of a hot take because people don't really understand it. I think he's done enough to show that he can be successful in the National Football League. Given uh, two things, one, they put a supporting cast around them. Okay, if you go out there and you draft Marvin Harrison Jr. and you have Darnell Mooney and you have DJ Moore out there. That's a heck of a supporting cast around him. And if you actually run an offense that fits Justin, you look at last year. Let's go back to last year. Even before the Patriots game, that was the defining moment for me. They were running an under center play action scheme that they did in in Green Bay with Getze. That's not Justin Fields. When they switched over to an offense that actually uh, used his strengths, okay, he played really well the last part of last year. Let's look forward to this year. The first three games of the year, they're doing the exact same thing, and Justin's struggling. That's not him. He's not going to be the guy to say, hey, versus cover two, work this side. Versus cover four, work this side. Hey, man alert beaters. No, he's a pure progression shotgun quarterback, and his feet um, help him out. So you have to actually put him in a position to be successful and look I think that even before Justin's injury the last like two or three games before he started getting on a little bit of a heater and it's continued last week Detroit yesterday versus Minnesota and look everyone's gonna be like well those two fourth quarter fumbles okay I've got so many people on Twitter Dan saying oh look well he's he's done he had two fourth quarter fumbles well do you want your quarterback 
to just roll up in a ball after he fumbles the ball? Or do you want him to do exactly what Justin did is lead him down the field for a victory? That's what I want. So in me, in my opinion, it showed me more about who Justin is that two minute drive. Uh, all right. Uh, write that down. Chase says that if he was running the Bears, that he would not take Caleb Williams or Drake May. You can see uh, Chase, the Chase Daniel show on YouTube channel. All right. Should Dak Prescott be involved in the MVP conversation here? Or is it a foregone conclusion of who's going to win? Yeah, I mean, no, I think absolutely should be, especially because if you go to my show and if you go to my YouTube show, like I break down Dak almost every week because he's playing at an unbelievable level. And a lot of people don't understand it, what he's doing. And look, look, Mike McCarthy got a lot of crap about when he fired Kellen Moore. I mean, let's let's just make sure that it was a firing. He let him go because Kellen Moore was top five offensive, um, like staff game plan, whatever, in the National Football League the entire time he was in Dallas. <clears throat> so why did he fire him? He wanted to run the damn ball, according to Mike. Well, they haven't run the ball at all. They're throwing it more than ever. And after the 49ers game in Dak, <clears throat> that whole offense changed. It changed completely. And they weren't they weren't as static as anymore. They're moving the pocket. They're they're motioning. They're shifting. They're doing good things. And and CeeDee Lamb's come on as a true number one receiver. And you look week in and week out. I mean, Dak's stats in the last five games are so telling to me. So if you're the quarterback of America's team. And you're the Cowboys. You should absolutely, if you're in the playoff hunt, be in the running for the MVP. Most valuable player, I think, without Dak right now, the Cowboys are a four or five win team. But Jalen Hurts is the MVP right now. I mean, it's like it's like Jordan in, in his prime, man. Like Jalen never gets too high with the high or too low with the list. I mean, you saw him after Jake Elliott nailed the 59 yarder. He was like. Yeah. Okay, let's go win the game. Like I love quarterbacks like that. He's a perfect fit for Philly. Yeah, but wait, wait, hold on, Chase. If Jay Cutler did that, we would crush him. When he did that, we crushed him. He's like he doesn't care. He's lethargic. I like that man. Look at Jalen. Nothing bothers him. Yeah, well, you know what? It's not Jay Cutler. It's Jalen Hurts, and it's Philly. <laughs> and that's what Philly wants. They want people to be like, yeah, like got that swagger about him. Okay. And honestly, Jalen's been doing this on a bum knee. His knee is more hurt than, than than a lot of people think. And the fact that he's able to still run the ball, still gut it out and play, I mean, he's becoming like a, a hero right now in Philly. I can't imagine if they win a Super Bowl, what they're going to do with Jalen Hurts, probably build him a statue. Yeah. Um, I maintain, I've maintained this for years, that it doesn't seem like the Bills have an offensive strategy or game plan. It feels like their game plan is, hey, Josh, uh, help us out here. And I'm sure I'm oversimplifying it here, but am I oversimplifying it by a lot? Well, listen, when, when I talk about the Bills, um, the, the whole story is Josh Allen. And the whole story for me is the turnovers. Since 2018, he's led the NFL in turnovers, and it's not even close in second place. And that's the big issue. I didn't agree with the firing of Ken Dorsey. I, because the issue with the Buffalo Bills offense is not the fact that they're not really good in yards or first downs or points because they're top 10 in all. Of, it's the turnovers. How are you going to put it on a coach? Okay, if your quarterback and your offense and your running backs are turning the ball over, okay, look, I get it. McDermott 
had to make a move. He made a move. Joe Brady, you go back to Joe Brady and what he's been able to do. He got fired midway through the season in Carolina. If you don't remember, if you don't, if you forgot, and then he's actually gotten the last two games. I thought that what he's done is he's gotten back to who Josh Allen is at its core. Josh Allen is not a let's go through four reads, throw it to he's a, number one, number two, takeoff. And that's exactly what they're doing. They're giving Josh Allen half-field reads. When it's not there, he takes off. And if you look at the two-minute drive, this was really telling. Okay, if you look at the two-minute drive to take the lead against Philly, there were 10 plays in that drive. They went run, 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 screen, play action, run, run, RPO. Like, that's what it is. To me, that's great play calling because you're not putting it all on Josh to have to do five and seven step dropbacks, uh, every play down the field. So I do think right now they're running the football at a really, really high rate. And that's going to protect Josh from himself, which sometimes he needs protecting from. Let's look at the uh, Chargers. As, uh, is this on the coach? Is this on the quarterback? Like, if you were going to lay blame and you were, you had to pick one. <clears throat> Yeah. Um, I mean, if I had to pick one, it's on the coach. I, I don't I don't necessarily think Justin um, is playing bad ball. Look, a lot of people are like they want to bring up the two minute drives and how many sacks he's doing. And that and that's 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 fair. But he's in a position almost every single week because of the defense to be able to do that. And I know a lot of people are like, oh, just OK, that's not the case. In my opinion, look, they they went out and almost beat like probably the top team in the NFL, in the Ravens at home, okay? It's just not working for them this season. They're just not really good in tight score games. One score games, I think they're like 0-4, 0-5 this year. So that's the issue. And quite honestly, it's they're running out of time. I mean, they're running out of time. Um, Staley's running out of time. I love Staley as a head coach. I thought he was excellent. The team actually really loves him. I know people are, are mixed on him that aren't inside that locker room. But at the end of the day, um, they pay Justin a lot, a lot of money. Justin's going to be that quarterback for the foreseeable future, if not for his entire career, based on what he's shown. So it's going to be interesting to see what they do uh, in the next few weeks, if they can get back into playoff contention at all. Because in my opinion, if they don't, then I just don't know if Staley survives the season. Yeah, I don't think he does. I, I agree with you on that. And it's not personal. I, you know, he went to Dayton. I'm a Dayton grad. Like, I, I, my job is to put personal to the side, or at least yeah. the best that I can. Tom Brady talked about, you know, this is checkers, not chess anymore in the NFL. He's had some things to say about the quality of play. Uh, you know, Tom's not that far removed, you know, from playing to get to the point where it's get off my lawn, Tom Brady. Uh, your reaction to what Brady's been saying? Well, I liked what Alex Smith said on on uh, on NFL Countdown or whatever. He 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 said, "Hey, I disagree with with Brady, and I would tend to agree with that." Look, I, I think Brady, um, he's a different animal, and anytime that Brady says something, you got to take it. Um, like I, I take it pretty seriously. And so when I heard that, it was interesting and I get what he's trying to say. I think what he's trying to say is like, Hey, the game's gotten soft. You can't, you, no defenders are allowed to hit the quarterback anymore. All this stuff about what's PI, what's roughing the passer, all this stuff. So I do think that this game has really turned into an offensive game because what sells points, points sell. Uh, even though this year defense is at an all time high in the last 10 years, the average point score per game is like 18 or 19. It's, it's the lowest. It's it's been in like 10 years. Yeah. Um, so it's interesting what he said, and I get it. And the fact is, like, that interview told me, like, he still wants to be playing. Like, he still has that competitive fire, and quite honestly, he probably still could. 
Yeah, but Tom benefited from these rules. They changed the rules in part because of Tom yeah. Brady. You yeah. know, right? He's he's trying to get his broadcasting career. With oh, Fox you think that's what he's doing? Started. Oh, so, yeah. Okay. With his Let's Go podcast, I listen to it. I think it's excellent. But I mean, look, you can say whatever you want in the media as long as you have somewhat of a of an opinion and you're good. Like it just doesn't matter. Well, he's the goat. So that like yeah. the, it always comes back to yeah, but he's the goat. Even though, yeah, but he's yeah, the game is soft, you know, checkers yeah, to chess. Funny. Could you learn something from Brady as his backup? As many years oh as you were gosh, in the league yeah. and you were with, you know, Drew Brees and Sean Payton. And what, what could Brady teach you that nobody else uh, could yeah. teach you? I mean, I've, I've backed up some pretty good quarterbacks, Breeze, Alex Smith. Um, and, and I think what's interesting to me, cause I'm, I'm, I'm obviously friends with Blaine Gabbert and Blaine backed him up in Tampa for a few years. And Blaine was, cause I, I picked his brain. We were back in a bazooka and I, picked, I was like, dude, Blaine, cause we're pretty, we're pretty close. I was like, Hey, how is it backing up Brady, man? He's like, dude, it is awesome. Like he's a cool dude. Like he does like, and that was pretty cool to me is like, he, he like Brady is this big time celebrity, way bigger than football. Um, and he said, he's just a normal guy. And that's what I enjoy. Like, I don't like, and I've been around some people and I'm not going to name names, but there's some people that just think that they're just all high and mighty and that it doesn't, but like he said, he's very just like he's very content. He's very cool, very down to earth. But I think with what Brady would teach you is like, I want to know, like, obviously like the football X's and O's are cool, but like, there's all these little things like how he doctors up the football. I'm not talking about the flake gate, but there's this <laughs> mud. There's this mud Wait on the football. Hold on here. Here no, we go. I'm serious. We got mud every gate. single quarterback. We got mudgate. Yeah. Mud it's this Mississippi mud. And he has, all, is this like, what when they I put on baseballs? Yes, and when I used to play them, the footballs are such like this like golden brown color, so sick. Every quarterback has this mud, and it's legal. You can do it. But his were just like extra shiny. and It was that Tom Brady effect on it. So like that, or like how he like makes sure that like he's crazy about his like palm his on his right, on his forearm, to make sure it's not sweaty when you're throwing the football. And he has this like – this stuff that he does, he stuffs a, um, a, uh, a towel down his center's butt. Like all this stuff is so interesting, interesting <laughs> to me. That's what I would want to know. Cause I know for a fact, there's so many more things like that. Wait, wait, what, because, what's that matter if, if the back of your right hand is dry or not? Yeah. So anything at all, like if, if you're sweating, that's why Brady used to always wear sleeves and he always had to have a hand muff on him. If he, when you're sweating, the, the sweat drips down and gets onto your palm. Okay. And when it's on your palm, it then becomes on your pinky. And when you're throwing, I'm telling you right now, it's awful. So he always had to tell, he was crazy about that. And that's one thing Blaine told me like, Hey, there's this, there's this like some type of thing he puts on it. And then like, it's this whole routine that those are the little bitty things that make quarterbacks great that they think about that. I would have loved to be his backup. Okay. For. Explain this to me. And I've mentioned this on the show before when Brady and deflate gate. And do I think that somebody deflated the ball? Yes. And I have no problem with it. It was lying to the commissioner. Aaron Rodgers came on the show years ago and he said, I overinflate the ball and no one said a thing. Yeah. Why that's... have a rule? Why why have a rule where you get to use the football and then I get to use my football? Who cares? Yeah, I do think I do think it's interesting. I've I've never once uh in my fourteen years playing or even this year covering heard of a quarterback who 
overinflates the ball. Like that to me is crazy. Like obviously, like there is an advantage to underinflating a ball because it's easier to throw. And I'm, and it's like by one or two PSIs. It's not that crazy. So it is a little bit weird that you have this like 12 and a half to 13 and a half PSI that the ball has to be within. And I've always enjoyed, um, if you're not, if you don't have huge hands, like, underinflate the ball. So I get it, but I don't necessarily think that it, I mean, maybe in cold weather games, and that's what's so crazy about Aaron Rodgers. He liked to overinflate it because the ball expands no matter what in cold weather. And so he would underinflate it. And I guarantee you, if they tested those balls in deflate gate during the middle of those really cold games, they would be within the 12 and a half to 13 and a half PSI <laughs> range because it's freezing cold in all those games he's playing in January and February. So it's interesting to me um, on that with the, with the Aaron Rodgers thing for sure. Always great to have you on, Chase, and look forward to next time. And uh, good luck with the YouTube channel. Thanks for having me on, guys. That's uh, Chase Daniel, the uh, Chase Daniel Show on YouTube channel. I like how Chase goes, you know, whenever I uh, mention the Cowboys and break down the Cowboys, my numbers go through the roof, and I go, yeah. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> Welcome to the analytics here. Yes, Paulie. Having a guy like him on who was a backup for, what, seven teams and played 15 years and probably saw more, and I'm not making fun of him, but by not being in the game, 90% of the time, he saw so much going on on the sidelines and heard so much with the coordinators. I'll bet you he has stories that he doesn't even know he has. Yeah, and then I had the mud stuff. Yes, and, and I stumbled upon that because I didn't know that they use that on footballs the way they do on baseball, the uh, Mississippi mud. But, you know, there have been articles on this. If you Google it, that uh, I think New York Times had a big article on the Mississippi mud. Uh, this maybe this past season. So it's pretty fascinating. But I don't care if you have the, the football in accordance to what you want and I have it. You know, it's there's it takes away any advantage, I think. Unless you're a defensive player going, hey, you know, you overinflated. It's harder for us to intercept you, you know. Other than that, who cares? EYOB, bring your own balls. Yes. <laughs> we, we've been saying that for years. And, you know, sometimes about football. Fox Sports Radio has the best sports talk lineup in the nation. Catch all of our shows at foxsportsradio.com. And within the iHeartRadio app, search FSR to listen live. The original light beer, 1975. Miller Lite. Yeah, the original. Yeah, 1975. Perfect companion for uh, us grill masters across the United States. This past weekend, even Mother's Day. I'm treating myself while I'm treating my wife for Mother's Day. Out there cooking, and I've got my Miller Lite, my friend, right there with me. Miller Lite keeps it simple. Undebatable quality. It's, you can't debate it. I would try it. No, you can't. Taste as great as the barbecue you're making. The beer that strips away everything you don't need and holds on to what matters most. It tastes like a beer. Less filling. Only 96 calories. With a Miller Lite in hand, grilling doesn't just taste great at it tastes like Miller time. To get Miller Lite delivered to your door, visit MillerLite.com slash Patrick, or you can find it pretty much anywhere that sells great beer. Celebrate responsibly. Miller Brewing Company, Milwaukee, Wisconsin. 96 calories per 12 ounces. Enjoy all your favorite sports like never before at BetMGM. Signing up and playing is so easy. Simply sign up using code Buckeye and receive up to $1,500 back in bonus bets if you don't win your first bet. When you register with BetMGM, you can get instant access to a variety of parlay selection features, live betting options, and the best daily promotions in the business. And with BetMGM at your fingertips, every play and every game matter more than ever. Place your money line, prop, and parlay bets with the king of sports books today. Sign up using code Buckeye and receive up to $1,500 back in bonus bets. If 
you don't win your first bet. That's right, up to $1,500. Again, sign up using code Buckeye and receive up to $1,500 back in bonus bets if you don't win your first bet. BetMGM and GameSense remind you to play responsibly. 21 plus in President, Ohio, subject to eligibility requirements. Rewards are non-withdrawable bonus bets that expire in seven days. Gambling problem? Call 1-800-GAMBLER in partnership with MGM Northfield Park. That's 1-800-GAMBLER. As you may have realized, I watch a lot of sports. Like, a lot. That's why I like Prime Video. It has all my live sports and docs in one app. Like Giannis, The Marvelous Journey, and the National Women's Soccer League, both included with Prime. Plus, you can buy Premier Boxing or stream the NHL and NBA playoffs on Max with the Bleacher Report sports add-on. Or add Paramount Plus for the Masters on CBS. All in one app with one password. Prime Video. It's all your favorite sports in one place. Restrictions apply. Prime membership required for add-on subscriptions. See Amazon.com slash Amazon Prime for details. What was, what was that? I think it was a burp. <laughs> I think that's the first of your career. I think it was. That's the first time. <laughs> I, think, I think it was a burp is what that anyway. was. Anyway. <laughs> You're usually pretty good at the quick pause side burp. Yes. From what I've noticed. Or where I just turn off my microphone. Yeah. So that's I what did, the professionals do. They shut the mic Todd. when that's going to happen. How about you do it? Um, <laughs> and so I, I have this runny nose and sore throat, and, and that's not an excuse, but I've been concentrating on that, and then here I go. I just let one by the goalie. It's fine. Yeah. <laughs> Let's all do it. That's great. All right, go ahead. Anybody want to make a sound? Any? <laughs> all right, thank you. Anybody else? I don't know if it's on cue. I guess so. Okay. We're good, but we're green lit. Like if we, if yeah. we do it, you get one hall pass. Yeah, if, if, I'd, I'd rather not actually. Okay, <coughs> people have been taking yes. liberties oh, of that hall pass unknowingly. Yeah, <coughs> Todd does it. Where's the button? Where's the button? <laughs> How many times a day do we hear that? When Todd gives you that guttural cough. And I always say, no, don't, because then I always know something, a surgery is going to happen or you're going to miss a day or two. Yes. Yeah, well, what happens, the precursor is in the morning meeting when we're getting ready to tape because yeah. I sit next to Todd. Yeah. What I hear is him keeping that in when he's not just letting it fly because we're all sitting next to each other. So what you hear is uh, sitting next to me, I'll hear like, <laughs> <laughs> feel a cough coming and I don't have like a halls or something. And and I don't like, want to step like, away in the just middle. Just cough. You just hear like, <laughs> Swallowing the cough. Okay, but that's why we have the glass partition between. I know, you but we two. don't have a glass partition when we do the morning meeting, and I'm yes, like, I gotta Paul. hold this. But thing. then Seton, after that, Todd will sometimes excuse. <laughs> <laughs> that's it. You hold it into like a real nasty one. Let out. me get to Andy Staples. Sure? He covers college football for at On Three Sports. He was at the Ohio State Michigan game on Saturday, and he'll be at the SEC Championship with Alabama and Georgia. Sorry to put you through that, Andy. Um, who had a worst month? Jim Harbaugh or Ryan Day? Oh, Ryan Day, no question. Because Jim Harbaugh not being on the sideline Saturday made losing even worse for Ryan Day because you already you already zero and two in your last two against Michigan. Now you're zero and three, and you've also lost to the interim coach. Who, by the way, if something happens with Jim Harbaugh down the road, Sharon Moore is probably the coach. So that's the guy you're probably dealing with going forward. And Ryan Day has got to get it figured out. I, I was there in 2019 when Jim Harbaugh was on loss number five in a row to Ohio State, and he's at, being asked all these questions, and he can't answer them. Ryan 
It was in the same position on Saturday. It was eerie. Same stadium, same lack of answers. Okay, if I said in the next three years, who is more likely to still be at their school, Ryan Day or Jim Harbaugh? Oh, Ryan Day, no question. That That's an easy one because Jim Harbaugh has tried to go to the NFL the last two years. Clearly, there's still an itch there. And look, he was really good in the NFL. He got to to a Super Bowl. He went to three NFC Championship games. So I would imagine that that he still would like to try to win that Super Bowl. Uh, also, there is the matter of two NCAA investigations where the punishment hasn't been handed down by the NCAA yet. So we don't know what's going to happen with that. Ryan Day, he's got time to work this out. Now, if he gets tired of everybody yelling at him because he wins all the other games except Michigan, <laughs> he could go somewhere else. But I, I do feel like, and from talking to people around Ryan Day, he wants to work this out. He wants to make this work. And and i got to be honest, Dan, when that 12-team playoff starts next year, Ohio State is perfectly built for that because they're the type of team that's going to get in every year, and if they get hot, they'll win the national championship. So Ryan Day is actually still in a really good position. He's just got to figure out Michigan. But can he survive next year at home losing to Michigan? Maybe not. Maybe not. That that is that is the thing because John Cooper went two ten and one against Michigan. There was no social media. Only nerds knew what the internet was. Like this is a completely different environment. I, I think if zero and four might be enough to push them over the the edge. And Ryan Day understands that because like he he makes it very clear that game is more important than everything else. Everybody knows that. And yeah, he's got to get that figured out. But if you ask me the same question, even if he lost that game, the Jim Harbaugh Ryan Day question, I still say Ryan Day is more likely to be there. <laughs> uh, help me understand what's going on at Colorado with Deion Sanders and his recruits. Mm. So he, he's had a couple decommits of late. Uh, he came out and said they're not going to be an ATM, which was the wrong thing to say. Deion, you know, he has this platform that he can offer which should lead to good NIL money as well because there's nobody else who can make people watch the team play like Deion Sanders can. But when you say we're not going to be an ATM, that is coach speak for our collective has no money. We're broke. And he went on his radio show, clarified, he said, oh, we got it. you need to help our NIL. Yeah, you're going to have to do that because they need offensive and defensive linemen. Those people are the most expensive players in the transfer portal. They're the most expensive players coming out of high school other than quarterbacks. Like I always laugh because before NIL started, I, I get these questions uh, from, from readers, and they say, well, what's going to happen when the quarterback makes all the money and the left tackle is not making it? I'm like, dude, the left tackle is going to make a ton of money. Yeah. It will evolve to be just like the NFL salary scale, and it has in just two years. Yeah, I think that's interesting. I remember when somebody was talking about that, uh, you know, George is getting all of these defensive linemen. And uh, Texas A&M was spending a lot of money on defensive mm -hmm. linemen. And I said, yep. yes, that's how you build a team. You build it from the inside. You're going to get a quarterback, but if you have a great offensive and defensive line, you're set. You're good to go. And I, I understand that these guys go for pretty penny right now. I was just surprised that Dion sounds so modern – but then he sounded so old school when he said, we're oh, not going to be an ATM. I said on my show last week, Dan, I was like, when did Dabo Sweeney land in Boulder? <laughs> like, it, it's because, like, Dabo is old school. He's stubborn. He, he's not been willing to adjust to things. And you've seen a drop in performance in Clemson. 
Dion doesn't need to be acting like Dabo. He just started doing this. He needs to adapt to the world as it is now. It's not going to ever go back to what it was. In fact, it's going to go the other way where the coaches are going to make less. The schools will be paying the players directly. That's going to happen in a few years. The court system is going to force them into that. But right now they have this weird backward-ass system where you can give Tom Allen a $15 million buyout, which, by the way, he was nice enough to negotiate down from 20. So Indiana was willing to pay $20 million to fire Tom Allen. Why would you just use that to buy better players? Like, it's a stupid system, but that's where we're at right now. It's sort of the middle ground between what what was before and what will be. It's a transfer portal season. What should we be keeping an eye on? Keep an eye on those offensive and defensive linemen because they're they're really hard to find, and they're starting to realize their value. Uh, there's a, a New Mexico offensive lineman named J.C. Davis who entered the portal today, and everyone's like, who? Well, he was maybe the best offensive lineman in the Mountain West. So guess what? Everybody on earth is going to want this guy. So if you haven't heard, like last year, there's this guy named Johnny Cornelius who played at Rhode Island. And when he entered the portal, his phone just melted. And he wanted, he's the starting right tackle at Oregon. He'll be playing for Oregon in the Pac-12 championship game on Friday now. So that that's what it is. Every, we're all going to look at the quarterbacks. Everybody's going to look at the shiny thing. Look over here. Look over here. Most of the quarterbacks in the portal, we, we assume it's going to be like Caleb Williams or Kyler Murray. Most of the quarterbacks in the portal are in the portal because they were not going to start at their old school. Some of them might be trying to move up to a different level of competition or make some more money, but most of them are in there because they were not going to start. Yeah, but you look at Mike, off- Michael Penix Jr., you look at Jaden Daniels, yep. you look at Bo Nix, those are the guys mm-hmm. are you know all transferred and they're all mentioned yep. in the Heisman race. Exactly, but they were all having issues at their old schools. Michael Penix was was injuries and everything. Bo Nix was, you know, on the outs with Brian Harson. So yeah, if you if you see an extenuating circumstance, then that's the quarterback you probably want because it's probably not about the way they play. But watch these offensive and defensive linemen coming from the FCS, coming from the Group of Five, because what they've realized is they are a very valuable commodity now, and there's gonna be a lot of schools after them. I felt bad with the, you know, the state of the Pac-12. It was a great year for them, and it's a shame that they can't build off of this. What is the future of the Pac-12? I mean, it's not going to be the Pac-12 as we know it. The, the name remains with Oregon State and Washington State. And I, I love what they've done legally to try to make sure that the, 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 the 10 departing schools don't just take all the money. Like, I think Oregon State and Washington State should get all the money that's sitting there because – they're the ones who got left behind. But what we're going to see ultimately is a, basically a quasi-merger between those two and the Mountain West. I would call it the pack whatever, whatever number it is, because the branding's better. But it'll it'll basically be the Mountain West. Good to see you as always. Uh, have fun, uh, Alabama and Georgia. Uh, oh, can't wait. What if Alabama wins? Does Georgia stay in the top four? It, that's the big question, Dan, because Alabama is the ultimate agent of chaos. Remember, Texas has a head-to-head win in Tuscaloosa. Yeah. So if Texas wins the Big 12, Alabama beats Georgia, that's going to pull – because remember, Texas might get left out even if they win. So that may pull Texas up. And I'm telling you, nobody with the Pac-12 teams, Florida State, nobody wants to be judged against a 12-1 Georgia because Vegas would favor a 12-1 Georgia against everybody – and the committee members, if you gave them truth serum with a 12 and 1 Georgia, you'd say, would they beat these teams? They go, yeah, probably. So you don't want to deal with that. Like everybody else wants Georgia to win. 
Alabama is the ultimate agent of chaos. <laughs> Thank you, Andy. Good to talk to you as always. Thanks, Dan. Andy Staples covers college football for uh, at uh, on three sports. Always makes us smarter there. Yeah, you know, nobody gets caught up in the transfer portal when it's an offensive or defensive lineman. They don't. All of a sudden, you're going, uh, wait, what about any running backs or quarterback or wide receiver? Miami's losing their uh, quarterback. Uh, what is that, uh, Tyler Van Dyke? Yes. That yeah. sounds like a, a CW quarterback. Yeah. <laughs> Made for TV yeah. quarterback. Yeah, so he's leaving the U. Uh, Do you think a guy like him, he's the starting quarterback in Miami, I think he's going to be the starting quarterback in Miami next year, already has a team agreed upon when you enter the portal? Ohio State, somewhere like bigger. I don't know. I, I, I don't think you would leave it to chance like, hey, I'm transferring. It's like when you're ready to leave a job, you don't go, I don't have a job. Uh, why are you leaving? No, you leave when you, you know, best time to look for a job is when you have a job. All right, a couple of phone calls in here. Mark in Sacramento. Hey, Mark, what's on your mind today? Morning, Dan. Morning. Hey, uh, I was just kind of thinking about Tom Brady and his comments, and I thought when I was watching the Michigan-Ohio State game that it, it kind of – I had an epiphany. Where are the flags? There was only four flags during that entire game, and I kept watching play after play. I'm like, that should be a flag. That should be a flag. I'm just wondering, is the NFL making me this way? I mean, why am I expecting flags well, I think there's been, you know, proliferation of flags. And it felt like every year there's a new initiative. Oh, they're going to they're gonna crack down on pass interference. Oh, they're going to crack down on holding. They're going to crack down on pass, you know, roughing the passer. Every year it starts that way. And then it sort of settles down a little bit. And maybe that happened with college football as well. Yes, Eden. It's definitely a hot take to be like, I want more penalties in the NFL. <laughs> Where's all the flags? <laughs> Well, they missed one on the Bills game with the, the uh, horse collar tackle on Josh yeah. Allen. I mean, that was that was obvious. Yes, Paul. But you could see, and no one will ever talk about this, let's say the refs in the Ohio State-Michigan game before the game said, let's get together, let's make sure the calls are egregious, let's keep them in the pocket until we need to throw them, and we'll not be the story of this game. I could see the refs getting together and having a conversation, say, like, if we throw less, everyone's happy. Fewer, I have fewer flags, everyone's happy. And we won't be the story of Until the Until you get jobbed because a flag wasn't thrown or was thrown. Right, but it would be fair to both teams that the ref said, you know, let's, let's if that's a light holding, let's keep it in the pocket. Because and, and, then at the end of the game, when you swallow your flag, which is what people want you to do at the end of the game, you can say, that was we've been doing that the whole game. Tom in North Carolina. Tom, what do you have for me, bud? Hey, DP. Hey, bud. Yeah, over the weekend, i got a question about Mike McCarthy, but over the weekend I was with a Cowboys fan. There's nothing more annoying than a regular season <laughs> Cowboys fan. So, Well, you don't have to worry about them in the postseason. Exactly. <laughs> uh, so when I was watching the show yesterday, I kind of noticed the same traits in Fritzy that I did my friend over the weekend. So did Fritzy go from talented and fragile to smug and annoying? <laughs> wow, Tom taking a shot at you, Fritzy. A little bit. I don't think you're smug. I don't, I think, don't think so either. No, I don't think you're smug. It could be highly annoying at times. Yeah, but smug, no. No, no, you're not. That's all right. Everyone has their opinion. Haters are going to hate. <laughs> it does bother you, though. 
I want the world to love me. I know you do. Just, There's uh, nothing wrong with it's that. It's unfortunate that I feel that way. If I find out someone doesn't like me for whatever reason, fair or not, it bothers me. I think you're the most loved, Danette. You might also be the most disliked. Oh, yeah. <laughs> Tell you when the best and worst and the yeah. most That's improved. why when somebody goes, how can Fritzy be the best and worst? I said, just listen to the show. You're it becomes con- evident fairly quickly, I would <laughs> you're, think. You're consistent. Yeah, you're consistently inconsistent. All right, let me take a break. When we come back, we'll hear from uh, Bill Belichick talking about his coaching future. More of your phone calls. And uh, we have a new bowl that we're really excited to watch, but only at the end of the game. We'll explain. Be sure to catch the live edition of the Dan Patrick Show weekdays at 9 a.m. Eastern, 6 a.m. Pacific on Fox Sports Radio and the iHeartRadio app. Enjoy all your favorite sports like never before at BetMGM. Signing up and playing is so easy. Simply sign up using code Buckeye and receive up to $1,500 back in bonus bets if you don't win your first bet. When you register with BetMGM, you can get instant access to a variety of parlay selection features, live betting options, and the best daily promotions in the business. And with BetMGM at your fingertips, every play and every game matter more than ever. Place your money line, prop, and parlay bets with the king of sports books today. Sign up using code Buckeye and receive up to $1,500 back in bonus bets. If you don't win your first bet, that's right, up to $1,500. Again, sign up using code Buckeye and receive up to $1,500 back in bonus bets if you don't win your first bet. BetMGM and GameSense remind you to play responsibly. 21 plus in President Ohio, subject to eligibility requirements. Rewards are non-withdrawable bonus bets that expire in seven days. Gambling problem? Call 1-800-GAMBLER in partnership with MGM Northfield Park. That's 1-800-GAMBLER. As you may have realized, I watch a lot of sports. Like, a lot. That's why I like Prime Video. It has all my live sports and docs in one app. Like Giannis, The Marvelous Journey, and the National Women's Soccer League, both included with Prime. Plus, you can buy Premier Boxing or stream the NHL and NBA playoffs on Max with the Bleacher Report sports add-on. Or add Paramount Plus for the Masters on CBS. All in one app with one password. Prime Video. It's all your favorite sports in one place. Restrictions apply. Prime membership required for add-on subscriptions. See Amazon.com slash Amazon Prime for details. If I could eat bacon for every meal, I think I would. I don't think I would. Breakfast, lunch, dinner, snacks, brunch. My love for bacon is no joke. My wife, who I love as much as bacon, says I would even put bacon in cereal if I could. You know, I thought that I knew what good bacon was. Uh, turns out, nope, I was wrong. Because then I tried right brand bacon, and honestly, I was speechless. And you know it takes a lot to get me speechless, Polly. But it was mind-blowing how good it was. And now here I am, a man that's been eating bacon his whole life, like it's his job, and I've never tried bacon like this before. We're talking about number one, thick-cut, flip-your-whole-world-upside-down bacon, man. Everything from the thickness of it to how it's actually real wood smoked just makes it taste unbelievable. It's really indescribable. I can't do it justice. And you should really just try it for yourself. Yeah, don't be average. You're better than that. Do yourself a favor and get some right brand bacon in you. I'm getting upset. Experience bacon the right way. Right brand bacon. Sunday night, Patrick Mahomes at Lambeau for the first time in his career. Chiefs battle the Packers Sunday 7 Eastern on NBC and Peacock. David Tepper, the owner of the Carolina Panthers, held a press conference uh, about an hour ago and uh, didn't know what he was going to talk about other than the firing of Frank Reich. 
and uh, the opportunity for the media to be able to talk to him as well. Scott Fowler, he was uh, representing the Charlotte Observer, and he had some questions to ask to David Tepper, or at least tried to, and he joins us on the program. Scott, let me go back to when Frank Reich was fired. What was your reaction to that? Well, I guess it had been coming a little bit, Dan, uh, only because I've been here since the inception of the Panthers and have watched uh, David Tepper work. He is not patient. Uh, he fired Matt Rule mid-season last year, and so when Frank Reich started 1-10, it did feel a little like Damocles sore dangling there. I sort of thought he would get till the end of the year. Uh, he only got 11 games in a, in a four-year deal, and when I spoke with him yesterday, I think the only interview he's done so far, he did sound somewhat surprised, but he also said he had no hard feelings toward Tepper. What was the atmosphere at the press conference today? Very tense. Uh, you mentioned that I tried to ask some questions, and I did. I sat in the front row, raised my hand high. Unfortunately, they were calling on people as opposed to allowing people to shout out their questions, which I'm usually decent at doing, but uh, was never called on. I think that was purposeful uh, for, in my opinion, I'd written, written some very critical columns about Dave Tepper uh, over the past year or so, and so... Uh, that did not happen. He spoke about 13 minutes, though, and what did happen was he said uh, the buck stops here. Uh, he claimed he was a very patient man, however. Uh, <laughs> and so that's a clip you probably would like to play at some point. But, yeah, he said he was extremely patient in other parts of his business, and he hoped the next guy he hired would be here 20 or 30 years and would eventually give the eulogy at Dave Tepper's funeral. So he was thinking very far ahead there and – uh, you know, wow. he struck it a couple of times here, but he's got hope that he'll get it right this time. Does he realize he's the problem? No, I don't think so. I think, uh, you know, as I wrote, I wish he would fire himself. And by that, I don't mean sell the team. I mean, just get out of the way. You know, don't don't meddle and allow the football people to do their job. And once you hire them, allow them some time. You know, if you say Rome's not going to be built in a day, don't expect uh, the Coliseum to be halfway done after three months. I mean, they've got a lot of work to do here, and now they just took a couple of steps backward. And the thing that kept coming up to me and trying to find out, did Frank Reich really want Bryce Young, or did he want C.J. Stroud? And the role that the owner the, – the owner always does this. Well, owners can do this where they bigfoot people who do their job the entire year getting ready for the draft, then all of a sudden the owner is going to be adamant and say, no, no, this is the guy I want. Jerry Jones famously has done this and other owners, but what role do you think that David Tepper played in drafting Bryce Young? In that case, although there's a, you know kind of a myth out there that – David Tepper overruled everyone and and picked Young over C.J. Stroud. I'm not sure it's that simple. Uh, he did address that in the press conference today, Tepper did, and he did say that Bryce Young was the preference of, of every key coach and GM and scout in that room, mm. and he could have vetoed it, but he did not. He also thought Bryce Young was better. Now, is that exactly the way it went down? I don't know. But Frank Reich has never told me in all our conversations that, oh, no, I wanted C.J. Stroud. Even though C.J. Stroud's kind of a Frank Reich quarterback in terms of poise and height and all of that, he seemed very sold on Bryce Young and uh, remains so 
even now after, you know, Bryce Young's lack of development really, I think, cost him his job more than anything else. How desirable is this head coaching position? <laughs> well, Dan, put it this way. They're paying the last two guys <laughs> they fired. Uh, Frank Reich has a nice consolation prize of, you know, of a four-year guaranteed contract. He coached nine months. So he's got, you know, I don't know what it is, 25 or $30 million coming his way uh, if he doesn't get enough their job. Uh, Matt Rule, of course, they're still paying some money too. He went to Nebraska, but there's some money at stake there. So in that way, financially, still very desirable. As far as winning though, I mean, my gosh, if you count interim coaches, which I do, because that's a little more fun, uh, The in January, they will hire their seventh coach since Tepper took over in 2018. Four head guys, three interims. Well, he inherited Ron Rivera, you could argue he may have stu- he should have stuck with maybe the entire time but in any case this will be it's been a lot it's been about once a year dan that we've been doing this sort of thing are they the second coming of washington <laughs> well i'll say this for dave tepper he doesn't have the dan snyder's um you know off uh baggage off the field. Yeah. baggage yeah exactly no i i mean i, I will give tepper credit for um uh, you know, he's changed the stadium around, the dynamics of Charlotte. There's all kind of concerts in there. A lot of – he's great in charity. There hasn't been the off-the-field baggage. But in terms of results and the spinning carousel of coaches, et cetera, uh, it feels a little like that. But, okay, he goes – He's a he grew up a Steeler fan, correct? Right. And, and had, was a minority owner there. Okay, yeah. why wouldn't you model your franchise after the Steelers? Patience. Get the right know. guy. They've had, what, three coaches in the last 50 years? Right. Yeah. Tomlin still never having had – he's still looking for his Mike Tomlin. I mean, he keeps uh, – you know, he references the Steelers sometimes, but it it sort of is a hollow reference at these times because you've just – you've seen this over and over. He own, also owns the Major League Soccer team here, Dan, and has fired two coaches and two <laughs> there. But he is a patient man. Patient man. I'd hate to see if he wasn't patient, Scott. (laughs) Uh, I hope you get to ask, what was your question that you were going to ask him? Uh, It was, I was just, he was talking a lot about self-reflection. So I was going to ask him, uh, let's self-reflect just for a minute. (laughs) You know, you fired the last three coaches you've had, you fired them all in mid-season. And I just wonder if you ever look in a mirror and think, is it me? Uh, am I the problem? I think he did a, a really wise thing of not calling on you, Scott. <laughs> <laughs> Maybe so. You might be right. Keep fighting the good fight there, Scott. Thanks for joining us. Thanks. Always a pleasure, Dan. That's Scott Fowler. Been with the Charlotte Observer since uh, 1994. By the way, my nickname, uh, Chris Berman, gave me the nickname the Charlotte Observer when I first got to ESPN. Yeah. Because I, they had me observe how to do Sports Center for three months. And Berman goes, it's the Charlotte Observer. And I would just be there. I would sit there and go, I, I can do this. This isn't a big deal. Like a, like a rookie quarterback waiting for your chance. Well, no. Rookies, they just throw them in there. Well, like the old days where, like, you know. Yeah. They I would sit. have been Steve McNair. I would have sat for uh, Aaron <laughs> Rodgers. I sat for three months watching these guys. And then my wife goes, what do you do when you go in there? I go, not much. You know, I just kind of, I'm in there and uh, just observe. That's it. I didn't know what I was observing. 
because there's nobody like Berman, so you can't be Berman. And I'm like, okay, I'm going to watch Tim Brando or Bob Lee or Tom Meese. Yeah, Paul. Okay, in retrospect, I don't know if you've thought about this before. Do you think it would have been tougher to do that job? Sports Center at the time was very popular, and you went in onto a show that was already very popular, and you rose it up. But that three months you waited, was that probably a good thing? Or if you would have walked in your first weekend and started on Monday and on your first show. Three- I didn't I didn't learn anything from observing. But do you. Oh, really? Do you yeah. think it just pa- delayed it? The only thing it helped me with is to understand the person you might be working with, their their personality. And the first show I did was with Berman. But to be around Bob Lee, who I later became a partner with on SportsCenter or Tom Mees, there were and the people behind the scenes. So it, it helped me kind of get immersed in the ESPN way of life, the culture there. But as far as being on the air, there's nothing that can replicate that. Once you're on live TV, there, you know, there's nobody there to help you. You're, it's live, go. There's bullets flying around. Yeah, Paul. Do you remember the first person to use that word immersed? Because when I was watching in college, one of you guys, you and others would say, you were immersed in Sports Center, and yeah. it was snarky. I forget who said that. But it, it felt like a snarky line. It, you are immersed. Was it Dave Rebson? I don't know. It seems older. No. Maybe. You are immersed in SportsCenter. Yeah, someone used to say that on air. A mm. couple of phone calls. Uh, let me see. Uh, Stephen in Alabama. Hi, Stephen. What's on your mind today? Hey, Dan. How y'all doing? Great. Six foot three, 231. So I got a question for Polly. So my 50th birthday is coming up uh, next year, and I'm doing a dream trip, and we're going to Chicago to Wrigley Field for my first ever game in Wrigley Field, and then we're headed down to the Field of Dreams so I can just go basically see the Field of Dreams. But I wanted to know if he had any recommendations, like places to go in Chicago that might not be, you know, on the on the tour stuff or whatever, something kind of off the beaten path or anything like that. All right. Paulie, any advice for Stephen and Alabama? I can give him some food tips, but I would actually tell you, go to Wrigley Field, and then if you can, take the L train all the way down and go to, I call it Comiskey Park, go to Sox Park, and and see the two different sides of town and two different ballparks. And if you could schedule it, you could see an afternoon Cubs game and a late afternoon or, or nighttime White Sox game and see two sides of the city, two different ballparks, mm. without. and you'll spend like $10 in transportation on the L train. It's very cool. And I wouldn't recommend the pizza. Uh, I would recommend it as a tourist if you haven't had great mm. deep dish pizza. The locals eat more like pub tavern style pizza. They don't eat deep dish regularly. Yeah, but that, that stuff is just doughy. It, it can be. It's like, give me thin crust. There's a place called Pequod's near DePaul, top end stuff. But thin crust, good to go. Most people in Chicago, week to week, day, year to year, uh, eat like the medium thin crust pizza. It's not the deep dish. That's that's for special occasions and for visitors. Yeah, yes. Yeah, you got to get an Italian beef sandwich. Uh, that, oh, yeah, yeah, in yeah. Chicago. Yeah, yeah, that's true. Forget about the pizza. Yeah, yes. And if you're in a nice neighborhood getting an Italian beef sandwich, go to a different neighborhood. Oh. I'm telling you, go to the south side for an Italian beef sandwich. Mm, okay. If you can. Okay. How do you know when you're in a nice neighborhood or you're not in a nice neighborhood? Marvin. <laughs> Come on now. That's right. Gee, that's very easy. <clears throat> if you eat your sandwich comfortably and, and you're ner- not nervous at all, go to a different area. Okay. Uh, Jeff in Syracuse. Hey, Jeff, what's on your mind today? Hey, Dan, thanks for taking my call. By the way, wearing my Crappensburg State T-shirt today. Nice. Um, Going back to the conversation on Belichick, just some thoughts slash questions. 
you got a coach who's going to be next season, what, 71 years old, including this season, last three out of four seasons, uh, he's, he's got a losing record. So, reportedly just signed a contract extension last summer. So Kraft isn't just going to – probably not going to cut him loose and pay him, you know, huge buyout. So that means you're looking to trade him yeah. to another team. Yeah. A few years ago, Bucks had to pony up two firsts and two seconds and some cash to get Gruden. What's it going to cost to get Belichick, and what teams are going to be interested, Dan? What do you think? Well, um, I could see Washington ponying up and letting Belichick come in and run the organization. I don't know if there's a downside to what has happened at Washington. And then you bring him in. Maybe he could – now, you still don't have a franchise quarterback. Sam Howe is good. I, I don't know if he's a franchise quarterback. Um, and that puts Bill back in the same situation. Bill needs to have his franchise quarterback. All of these coaches do. I mean, sometimes you look and you go, how – like Mike Tomlin and what he's done. When he had Trubisky, now Kenny Pickens, like – Kenny Pickett, uh, but he still keeps them relevant. They're not necessarily franchise quarterbacks. At least, you know, Trubisky wasn't, but he got to the playoffs a couple of times there. Some of these coaches get more out of their quarterback, and they aren't franchise quarterbacks. But, boy, it certainly does help when you don't have to worry about that position for the next 10 years. But Bill's had to worry about that. It's like every series. He'll be like – I don't know. They're going to put Mac Jones in there. He won't even make a decision on who his quarterback is this weekend. As if that's going to do something to the you know, team playing them. Wait, is it Zappy? Is it Mac? We're going to have to alter our game plan. I mean, come on. Just name the starter. How about you give the starter some confidence? <laughs> Imagine these two kids. They're like, I don't know. They go home and their wife or you know their father. It's like, what's the story? I don't know. I don't know. Hey, coach. Thanks. Hey, coach. Hey, who's taking the first team reps? Uh, you guys are gonna, you guys are gonna split them. That's what you're gonna do. All right, last call for phone calls. Paulie has a not a dilemma. Well, maybe it's a little dilemma. How about a quandary? Oh, is quandary in the definition of a dilemma? Could we check that, Todd? Since you're the s- smartest guy in the room, at least you tell us that. Graduated second in your class. Uh, yes, Paulie. Quandary, a state of perplexity or uncertainty over what to do in a difficult situation. But that's not a dilemma. It's similar words, dilemma, plight, predicament. Oh, okay. So you do have a dilemma. Oh, yeah. Slash quandary. Slash opportunity. Quandary Ishmael. I remember him. He was a great receiver. Fast. <laughs> right. See what I did with that, that's Todd? That's cute. I like yeah, it. Thank you. Like thank it. you. At Bed 365 we don't do ordinary. We believe that every sport should be epic. Every home run, every hit, every inning, every play. From the moments that are legendary to the ones that fly under the radar. Whether it's a walk-off grand slam or a base hit to center field. Whatever the sport, whatever the moment. It's never ordinary at Bet365. 21 plus only must be present in Ohio. If you or someone you know has a gambling problem and wants help, call 1-800-GAMBLER. Seton, what if I told you there's a bacon, then there's number one thick cut, tastes like a touchdown in your mouth bacon? You must be talking about Wright brand bacon because mm-hmm. they are not playing when it comes to the premium quality of their bacon. It's thick cut, hand trimmed, and real wood smoke. Real. And you could tell. So why settle for average bacon when you can have the real stuff? That's right. And if you're looking to upgrade any meal, any meal, try Wright brand bacon. That's called Wright brand bacon. You won't regret it. Experience bacon the right way.
If a new house is on your wish list in the next five years, grow your savings faster and experience your dreams with an Ohio Homebuyer Plus account from Kemba Financial Credit Union, a savings account specifically designed to save for a new home where you can earn 7% APY, a $500 matching bonus, and a $1,500 mortgage closing cost credit. Learn more at Kemba.org. Offer expires March 31st, 2025. APY equals annual percentage yield. Restrictions apply. NMLS 292230. Equal housing lender. Federally insured by NCUA. 